This is CliffCentral.com. Hello there. My name is Sonia Booth. I almost started with my surname is Booth. My name is Sonia Booth. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. July is National Savings Month, and fact is, most South Africans have inadequate long-term serving strategies in place. Nearly 80% of South Africans' disposable income goes towards their debt, a whopping 80%. Savings levels of working South Africans are still low at 15% while the gross rate of savings for the entire population is at a shocking 3%. My guest today lives by this motto. One transformed life has potential to transform two lives in this circle. She is on a quest to change our mindsets, that is, for us to have a relationship with our money in order to live a debt-free life. Buile, Sarah, Mashiani, welcome to the Opinion Booth. Hi. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? Mm-hmm. Should I should I should I reveal what happened? Because we were supposed to have the show, um, what beginning beginning of July? Exactly. But then the Haman Skrull protests happened, happened right? Exactly. And, and we had to cancel this interview. <laughs> exactly. And have it on the last day of the savings month. Oh, wow. I know, but at least it's still it's still it's actually perfect. The universe made it po- did did that because people have just gotten paid, right? Mm-hmm. Payday was just a couple of exactly, and some people are getting. Paid today exactly so it's actually perfect timing exactly so now you have a wealth management qualification yes you're an experienced financial planner yeah both. and soon you will be awarded with the money coach accreditation yes so were you shocked by all these statistics that i've just read no 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 i wasn't shocked um as i, I i've mentioned that i'm a i've been a financial planner for 10 years now um, I have seen it happen in the market. I've been working in the government sector and private sector, and I know that generally as South Africans, we have a bad savings culture. A person would take out a savings plan with you this year, and they'll ask to have a part withdrawal next year. And, you know, if if there is no interest drawn from that in, uh, investment, otherwise people will be going around... Um, Shouting that insurance ripped, uh, uh, would be ripping us money. And I mean, you just mentioned the culture of savings exactly. or the lack thereof. Exactly. I want us to address the fact that South Africans are big on borrowing. Mm-mm. Clothes and shoes, using Ex- retail store cards, loans from Mashonisa, loan sharks to gamble and at credit casinos, cards. credit cards, loans to buy an expensive casket, loans to buy tombstones and tombstone unveiling, mm-hmm. loans for a sweet 16 birthday party, loans for a 21st birthday street bash, Loans for a graduation party Can I go on and on and on? And on And loans for a holiday Just because Sonia went on a holiday Then it means I have to go on a holiday uh, The coming month Whereas I didn't plan for that And it's very, 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 very concerning we can, I think, I think we can partly blame, blame social media for that, you know, with the hashtag exactly. ba- vacation, exactly. hashtag short left. I, mean, I hear you. Even I people you. posting, <laughs> posting their first class tickets and then they say ha- hashtag, uh, ha- what is it called? Hashtag short left to the US. It's like, really? <laughs> really? Do you, do you really have to run then it we in? Fall, then we decide to fall in the trip, use our, um, our savings 
for that and get personal loans for that. You know what gets me, uh, gets to me the most is the fact that most of us have to uh, go and apply for a personal loan in order to in order to to to, to make sure that I I attain a, a certain goal. Like we we are so bad with planning, and this is what this is what. Uh, it gets to, to, to most of our budgets. Or if I were to put it like this, until we realize that we have to budget and stick to our budget and plan for our money, then we'll never come right. You'll be borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. Paul, exactly. And the first, it's what's happening, it's, it's, it's the harsh realities. It's happening in the... In the government sectors, it's happening in the civilians, it's happening with with everyone. Now, as, as a financial education speaker, because you do a lot of talks, right, yeah. and presentations. Yeah. I mean, some of these you do at church. Yeah. I cannot, personally, I cannot fathom this 10% tithing. <laughs> Especially when you consider that some of these priests drive around in Lamborghinis, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So now... Saving 10% can ensure I retire comfortably, right? That's very How true. is tithing 10% of my salary going to help my retirement? Okay, fine. That, that is a little bit spiritual. <laughs> I just wanted to put you on the spot there because you do give talks at church events and I have a problem with tithing. Uh, yeah, I do tithe. I do tithe. The Bible says we should tithe so that uh, the the heavens can could, can forgive our sins. No, 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 not just forgive our sins, but can open up and so that God can provide. You just need to do that. It's it's non-negotiable. But what I what I go around preaching is after you've paid the ten percent at church, you can save ten percent for yourself. Be greedy, you know. So you're saying. 10% of my salary goes towards the church exactly. for the pastor to buy the Lamborghini. And then the 10% must go towards my retirement. So I'm only end up with a disposable income of exactly. way less than 60%, exactly. considering taxes and living expenses and all of that. Is that realistic? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But you, you have to believe in it in order to, 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 to take action in it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now I want to talk about the importance of financial education at elementary level, okay. right? You hear of very, very successful entrepreneurs who would tell you stories about them selling sweets and popcorn at primary. At the age of six, some of these successful entrepreneurs learned the basic skills and not only the knowledge but the discipline because you did mention discipline earlier on about budgeting and sticking to your budget, right? So I know you 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 advocate or you all for financial education at elementary level as young as you possibly start understanding money and what you can do with your money, right? If you're smart about it. What age would you say, and please give examples of how parents can teach their kids to be money savvy? Okay, this is one of the points I'm very passionate about. Um, I go around preaching that, um, you know, um, 
You should teach your kids the good savings habits. From uh, the SLS age five, you should learn to buy them the 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 the, the saving box. We we call it the piggy what? The, the p- p- piggy bank, not, not the exactly. piggy bank. Yeah, yeah. You you should get your child the piggy bank, and then teach them that in every money that I give you. Something has to go to the piggy bank, and then with that money that uh, the child will be saving, um, don't take it away from the child and tell them about their uh, tertiary education, saving for tertiary education. They don't understand that. Just take that money and buy them toys they need at that uh, at that at that point. In that way, you are instilling a savings culture while they are still small. They will get to understand that if I need to do something, I will have to first save and then take from my savings. Mm-hmm. I love that because just the other day, actually, I was having a conversation with a friend mm-hmm. and we were both complaining about these, um, you know, the, the, these games that they play with, you know, the PSPs and the yeah, yeah. Xboxes and Xbox all that. I mean, some of those those games go as much as 1,200. Exactly. Now, you, what you are encouraging is for parents to rather get their kids to save some of their pocket money exactly. or the allowances mm-hmm. to save towards buying that expensive game, for example. Exactly. I'm and all for that. You see? So now you also uh, are passionate about transforming people's mindsets, right? Mm-hmm. For them to have a relationship with their money. What is the first step or rule? I mean, you've spoken about discipline when budgeting. What else can we learn or what else, what tips do you have? Where, where do I start? I mean, I've just gotten my, I've just graduated. I've got my first pay slip. Where do I start? Um, you start with what you have. You start where you are and you start now. Even if you've been in the working field for 10 years, 15 years and, or 20 years and you've never uh, engaged on, on a savings journey, this is the perfect time to, to start. Mainly because um, if you are not saving now, you're depriving yourself, your children and your future if financially free. Uh, yeah, a, a financially free future. You are depriving yourself from that. If you tell yourself that I'm going to start saving after I get an increment, it's going to be problematic, mainly because you should ask yourself what happens with the salary, with the little I have between now and next year, April. You should force yourself. You should discipline yourself. You should be focused and and and. One thing that we don't understand as people is we are in a financial journey. We are in a financial journey no matter how small my income is. If I I, I keep on telling myself that, you know what, let me wait for a two-figure salary, then I'll start saving. You are fooling yourself. Who knows you'll be stuck on that one-figure salary for the coming 12 years or 15 years. And then what will be happening to your children's education fund then? What will be happening to your short-term savings? What will be happening to your long-term long-term savings? What will be happening to to all those funds that that you need to be having? Hmm. You need to start now. You need to start with what you have. You need to start where you are. Your first paycheck. Exactly. And you know what? I I, I always tell people that you have to be greedy. Yes, you can help, 
you know, that's what we call it, black tax a kaya. Yes. Exactly. So you, you, you have to help a kaya. You have to, 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 to provide for so and so. You have to make sure that your brothers are, are, are going to school and everything. But you have to think for yourself. Because if you don't have saving, then you've got no, you've got no financially free future. And one other thing I'd, I'd like to, 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 to mention is, um, Savings. We, we we have different types of of savings. We have an savings, and then we have the investments, which are your wealth creation. Your, your investments. We talk about the long term savings plan, and uh, the savings are those you'll be you'll be going back to when you have a flat tire, when you have an emergency, when you have. Uh, School kids uh, functions that you didn't plan for, that's where you 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 actually be tapping back back on. And if you don't have those kind of funds, you will be going to Bomashonisa, like you said. You'll be going back to, to you'll be living off a, a credit card, and of which it's paid. Mm. And you tell yourself that you know what, I, I've got this. I'm paying. I'm paying this company this much. I'm paying this company this much. Then I'm I'm in control. Little did you do you understand that with the little that you're paying back, it's the little that you could be putting aside mm. for your for your future. Given the interest exactly. rates, exactly. Yeah, especially you, exactly. You can you can always uh, pay for your bond. You can always um, pay for 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 increased premium on your car. On your car installment, you can always increase a, a premium on your bond. You can always put it aside. And you know, if 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 it's difficult for you to save, just push yourself. Start with fifty rands monthly, and then push yourself to seventy rands. The next month is going to be hundred rands. And I believe me, the money will accumulate. So now let's have a reality check. Yeah. Someone who earns a thousand eight hundred a month mm-hmm. and spends seven hundred and fifty on taxi fare, with the ever increasing cost of living and levels of unsecured lending, it's safe to say that a lot of people actually don't have money to save at the end of the month. Yeah, and I'm talking about the ten thousand figure, the one thousand eight you 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 just mentioning the, the with those we can understand. But I would encourage them to start selling sweets. Make multiple streams of income. Because it's very difficult to, to live on on one income right now. You see the economy the interest rates are high. Petrol price Petrol, high pe- another one now in August. Everything is just on a rise. And I mean, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the fact that um, you, because uh, what, what I've learned from very successful uh, business people or entrepreneurs or philanthropists, mm-hmm. they, m- m- most of them o- will always say that you need at least six different income streams, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just rely on a salary, one salary, especially when you consider somebody that's earning 1800 mm. a month and spending half of that on transport or taxi fare, right? So, and and the interesting thing that I I actually made an example of a couple of weeks ago on my show mm-hmm. is that 
we we look down on you know you know the the, the old lady that's standing at the street corner yes. on a, on a, on a container on in a caravan mm. with her plastic table and chairs who's mm-hmm. selling amaguinya or who's selling a plate of food for forty five rands. Mm-hmm. We laugh at those ladies and we look down on them and we pull up our noses, not realizing that some of these ladies are actually making 40,000 rands a month. Exactly. That's what's happening. Okay. So now you also find a 23-year-old graduate, age doesn't matter, who enters the job market, right? Heavily indebted with student loans. Now having to spend the the, the, the first five years just clearing these type of debts. That's overwhelming. How do you how you how do you advise that person to start saving? I, I would advise them to start to to to. <laughs> you know, it's it's compulsory. They just have to pay uh, of the, the 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 student loans, so that the other students can have access to the student to the True. same student loan that they had. True, exactly. But as I've said, push yourself. Start with 100 rents, start with 50 rents, and allow it to accumulate as time goes by. And you know what? If you don't have a pen and a paper, then you, you're you not going to win. You are not going to make it. So you have to have to, uh, have, uh, to have a pen and a paper and push yourself. And I'm talking for, for, from a personal experience here. I, I, wasn't big on, I wasn't big on savings, but I just had to push myself. But I can see that through through the push, I'm making progress. And you know, through this little amount that you, you put you put away, I'm able to get to three, four, five thousand. And of which, from that amount, you can be able to make a lump sum investment for a short term period, hmm. so that you can be able to train yourself. you're just familiarizing yourself with the savings culture. Yes, you just want to to do good. Yeah. If if you're not ready to push yourself, then you won't win. We we've been we've been saving money and then on the second month you dip into that account and you know what? Start start I'll start afresh and you keep on telling yourself that you know what, no I'll I'll replace and you're not gonna win. Another aspect that is often overlooked is the importance of re evaluating your long long term financial goals, right? Yeah. Especially when you consider inflation. Yeah. And many other factors that can force you to alter your standard of living. Mm. A lot of people don't realize that if I started off with saving a thousand rands a month, a thousand rands today is not the same amount next year exactly. or 10 years down the line because of inflation. Mm. So talk to us about that, about the fact that you need to readjust and reevaluate. You need, uh, as you've mentioned it, um, we, in the insurance language, we call it that, um, we add inflation to our savings. So if, if you're putting away a thousand rents on a m- monthly, you have to make sure that next year, this time, you have to add on the, the 10% of your, of your savings. You have to add on the 10% of your savings into your savings so that you can keep up with the inflation. And of which, uh, it brings me to, to my next point. It is mostly important to invest in vehicles that, uh, that go up with the inflation. 
it's it's mostly important to invest in vehicles that go up with the inflation with the inflations remember i took i spoke about the savings and i'm i'm talking about the investments this time around we've got um, your short term investments we've got your long term investments we've got the money market investments and equity investments and everything so if you take out an investment plan understand the understand the terms and conditions understand um if it's going up with 5% or 10% or it will be stagnant just have just just try to understand your your savings vehicles that you 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 invest in and now for the dreaded topic yeah a topic that a lot of people try and avoid especially in relationships mm. money matters in relationships Fact is, financial conflict has ended many relationships and marriages. 95% of them. Mm-mm. That is shocking. Extremely shocking. Talk to us about the importance of planning for a financial future before you get married, during the marriage and okay, I don't want to talk about divorce because then that means that it's ended, right? Okay then. Um with the with the finances and marriages and marriage you have to be transparent when it comes to your to 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 to, to your income to what you bring in, into the house and i won't run my my marriages finances as to your marriages finances i i, I hope you understand if if you and your husband if your husband is basically paying for everything, I won't expect my husband to to basically True. pay for it. Exactly. But the, we we have to be fair to a point that uh, we agree on who pays for what. But when it comes to insurance, every person has to pay for their insurance. More like uh, your life plans. We're talking about your your accidental plans, the the, the life cover. And then the, the the accidental life plan and the dread disease cover. You are your own person, and when you make your claim, you're gonna make your you have to make your claim, and it's every it's every partner's responsibility to make sure that the insurance debits go through every month, because we come across most of the people that go like, um, no, I took out a, a life plan. When when I when I was buying the house, just to get that bond, and and I've I've allowed it to lapse. What happens when one uh, partner dies? Sure. Sec- okay. That that's disaster. Yeah. Yeah. It is disaster. It is disaster. Uh, most of the people plan to f- fail to plan for their financial future. The truth is. A, a life plan has to be put in place so that when one partner dies, um, when one partner dies, the life plan has to pay for. I, I, I don't know if I, I, I'm putting it well or not. When I die, I have to make sure that my children have a safe, secu- secured home. Absolutely. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility all. as a parent. Yeah. It's my responsibility as a father. And as a yeah, as a mother. Now, I mean, earlier on, you mentioned the fact that um, both 
partners have to pay for their own uh, life policies. Exactly. What happens in a case where I'm a self um, a stay at home mom? And I'm not earning an income And I'm waiting for my husband Your husband has to make provision for that My husband has to make provision for that Because If you die Everything is going to change you remember you fetch the kids you, you 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 do the house chores you cook you do everything then there'll have to be a, a a new nanny that will have to come in and it will only put a financial burden burden on on your husband now do you do you realize the vulnerability exactly. of stay at home mums who have got no income mm. because not many women out there who are stay at home mums are lucky or fortunate or blessed enough to have an allowance or to have money deposited into their bank accounts every single That's month. That's true. That's true. And then like you said the, the the spouse dies and then it turns out that he actually didn't even live, leave behind a exactly. will. You you were not insured, there were no life policies and then now you're having to start from scratch. And go look for a job mm. okay. And of which you don't have a, a job experience You don't have any anything in, in most cases you find that The stay at home Stay at home moms Have no metric as well hmm. So it, 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 it's scary Yeah it's scary Buile Sarah Mashiani yes. Thank you so much For your enlightenment okay. And your education Thank you for joining me on the opinion booth Anytime Anytime, thanks for having me. My humble opinion, after all, this is the opinion booth. This Kotani culture must fall. Having a kavela is not an indication of success. An expensive bottle of whiskey that costs more than your baby's milk formula only reveals the mampara and muhu in you. Drinking a French champagne so exclusive you can't even pronounce its name doesn't give you street pizzazz. It screams new money. And new money can be crass. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.